truth, have a peaceful day. Tell the truth, make Jesus the way. Tell the truth on the podcast. Tell the truth, coming up fast. Hi, everybody. This is Sharon, and tell the truth with True Life Music. Hey, I'm sitting here looking at all my little dirt cups lined up on the windowsill. My hope is that eventually the little seeds in that dirt will sprout. And eventually those little sprouts will turn into tomatoes and peppers and marigolds. This is a long waiting process and requires quite a bit of patience. The thing is, conditions have to be just right for the seeds to sprout. They need moisture and lots of sun. Well, that's not a problem since this is a sunshine state. And they need good soil, not sand or gravel or rocks, but good black dirt. When I lived in northern Wisconsin, I really wanted to have a nice productive garden, and I dreamed about all the wonderful things I would grow. Problem was, there was no good black South Dakota dirt. It was all sand, 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 and more sand. How in the world do people survive in sand? I thought sand was only in the desert. And since there were pine trees everywhere, this couldn't be the desert. I soon realized that in order to grow a garden, you need to have good black dirt hauled in from somewhere and a 12-foot high fence around everything to keep the deer and all the critters out. You cannot grow tomatoes in sand or rocks because the water runs right through the sand and there's no way the roots can get established. That's my theory. On the other hand, I've always been sort of fascinated with rock gardens and how people decorate their yards and lawns with rocks. It's a good contrast between a good black dirt garden and a rock garden. Rocks are quite fascinating in themselves, but you don't want a whole bunch of them where you are going to grow your tomatoes and peppers. They just can't develop good, strong roots in rocks. When Jesus told the story about the man planting seeds in different kinds of soil, the soil represents different kinds of hearts. So the shallow, rocky soil represents the heart of someone who hears the good news from the living word and happily welcomes and accepts the message. But his heart is like rocky ground. All the seeds that were planted can't develop strong roots. When troubles or bad times come into his life or opposition because he has accepted the good news, he loses all his enthusiasm and joy and he just gives up. He has no depth, no strength, no diligence to be faithful. Sounds kind of wimpy to me. If you're in the army, what good are you if you turn around and run when you see the enemy coming? We talk a lot about these kind of things at Bible camp. Take Daniel, for instance. Daniel was diligent. He was faithful. He was persistent. He didn't give up. He didn't give in to pressure or demands from others. He stuck with his beliefs in God no matter what. He had good, strong roots. They went down deep into God's faithfulness and love and care. The thing is, when you know you're in the Lord's army, our fearless leader, and he is fearless, he never loses, ever. 
we cannot give up, no matter how bad things might look, because Jesus sees beyond the battle ahead to the victory. So come on, everybody, we are winning. That's where our faith and trust really go into action. So let's say you're at Bible camp and you've had lots of fun and decided to do your best at living how Jesus said we should. You made the decision to live the rest of your life by the book of truth. And you want everybody else to share your enthusiasm, and why not? Things are going to be great, and you know Jesus will never leave you. But when you get back home, back to your normal routine and normal surroundings, you kind of fall back into your old self again, and especially because those other kids are teasing you and wondering what in the world happened to you at camp. And how come you don't want to run off and hang out with the old gang and do stuff you know you're not supposed to do? What is wrong with you anyway? You're no fun anymore. All the seeds that were planted in the heart don't have strong roots, and all this constant harassment by friends just isn't worth it, so I might as well give up and forget the whole thing. See, when we feel like we just want to give up because we don't know how to deal with so many problems, that's when we ask God to help us and give us wisdom so that we'll know what to do. The Book of Truth says, If anyone lacks wisdom, ask God, and he will give it to all who ask. I need to ask every day for wisdom. Do you? Stick with it. Be diligent. Don't quit and just see the amazing wisdom and ideas you'll get. The roads in life will be rocky, there's no doubt about that. But don't let the rocks make you stumble and fall, climb over the top of them. And when you're on top of the rocks and mountains, you can see better. You get a whole new view. Have you ever had the privilege of picking rocks out in a cornfield or alfalfa field right here in South Dakota? It's an amazing adventure. You never know what you might find out there lurking in the dirt, just waiting to be dug up. My brother always finds the most interesting things, and of course, once you get them all on the flatbed or in the loader, you have to unload them all until eventually you end up with a huge rock pile that any normal child or grandchild will immediately claim as their own personal fort or hideout. Climbing to the top of the rock pile is always a big achievement accompanied by a huge sense of pride. I made it! I'm on the top! This is my rock pile! I've conquered the rocks! See, you can't just go halfway up and decide it's too hard of a climb, too hard of a journey to go to the top. Going only halfway up is totally unacceptable. You mean you're gonna quit? Where's your determination? Where's your can-do attitude? Jesus said that if you put your hand on the plow and look back to things behind or get distracted or give up that that person isn't even fit for the kingdom of God. In other words, once you've started on your journey following the shepherd, stick with it. Come to think of it, you meet so many interesting situations climbing up that rock pile. (laughs) You know what was always on our rock piles on the farm? Lots of old, dead, dried-up animal bones. Critters that needed to decompose were always thrown on the rock pile. Coyotes, old, sick animals, and all sorts of predators could be found in their rocky graves. And it makes me realize that when we climb over them and keep going up, all the dead things 
are under our feet. Well, hallelujah! Like all the old, dead, useless things in our life are forever worthless, we're leaving it all behind and going to the top. You've probably heard it said that you can't have a victory without a battle. And yes, honestly, the only way we can win and get over those rocks, which some might seem like boulders or even mountains to climb, but the only way is to follow the shepherd. Like the story of the footprints in the sand, he carries us when the going gets too rough for us. Okay, I gotta tell you a story. Once when I was little, really little, our family took a vacation out to western Montana to the forests to visit aunt and uncle and cousins. My uncle wanted to take us to see how a sawmill worked. Now I'm talking away, away back in the day because this thing was ancient. My dad was fascinated to see how huge trees were cut into usable logs and lumber. But this sawmill was the scariest place I've ever been in my life. There were huge screeching saws so loud you couldn't hear yourself think and there were sparks flying everywhere and there were logs floating in the water and we had to walk on skinny planks of wood through the water to see how the whole thing worked and I was terrified. My uncle's shouting at my dad trying to explain things above the noise. I did not want to walk on the planks because if I fell in the water, they'd never find me for all the logs and I could not possibly scream loud enough over all the noise of the saws. I would drown in a sawmill and my life of seven years would be over. I was petrified. I could not put one foot in front of the other. It was horrible. Well, that's when my dad reached down and scooped me up into his arms and carried me over the skinny planks over the water. I hung on to him for dear life, and I didn't let go till we were done with this horrible educational lumber-making excursion, and we were safely back in the car. Don't ever take me to a sawmill again. Oh, the trauma. Oh, the perils of childhood. Just like Dad carried me over the places I couldn't do myself, Jesus is there to carry us over the rocks, and he ensures us the victory. And he will hold us until our feet are on solid ground again. Oh yeah, it's going to be an adventurous journey, all right, no doubt. Be diligent, be persistent, be faithful, because that's where the blessings are. Blessings we can't even imagine are waiting for us. Like the traveling man in the Pilgrim's Progress story. He climbed all sorts of rocks and mountains, and he faced dangers and demons around every corner. But he stayed faithful, and the seeds sown in his heart steadily grew and grew, getting stronger along the way. He didn't give up. He didn't turn back. He didn't quit, even though some of his friends did, and were always tempted to be sidetracked and stay off the path, and that's just life. But even though his friends deserted him and told him he was crazy to stay on the path, he remained steadfast, never giving up. That's what faith and trust is all about. See, someday, I don't know when, I will have to stand before the Lord and give an account for everything I've ever done in my whole life. And I really don't want Jesus to be disappointed in me. He died for me so that all the old dead sinful things are under my feet and he gave me life. 
so that I could do all he wants me to do. I don't want to disappoint him by not trying my best or just getting lazy or giving up when things don't go so good. I decided that life is too short for me to be lazy, so I better get with it. Get with the program. Remember, the clock is ticking. It's ticking. I'm going to keep my hand on the plow and hold on. I'm determined to hold on no matter what. Well, this is our version of a great song that I love called Hold to God's Unchanging Hand. Never pass. 
Jesus teaching his stories from the boat at the seaside in Matthew chapter 13. He also talks about someone who found a valuable treasure out in a field, and about fishermen, and a very valuable pearl. Read all about it, and always remember, tell the truth! Thank you for listening to Tell the Truth Podcast with Sharon and True Life Music. Recorded in the Hawaii Milbank Podcast Studio in Milbank, South Dakota. You can contact us at SharonTrueLife at gmail.com or online at whymilbank.com slash tell the truth.